Welcome into the His and Hers podcast. I'm Zach Bennett alongside my sister Paige. Today we have a Skull instant reaction to the week five victory over the Chicago Bears. We talk about how the Vikings snatched victory out of the jaws of defeat, the overcoming of a blown lead, and Kirktober is officially started with a great performance from QB1. We discuss our instant reaction and what it means for the team moving forward as they begin the season four and one here on the His and Hers podcast, Skull Edition. All right, Paige, uh, up and down football game. <laughs> it Three. was beautiful, then it was ugly, then it got beautiful again. <laughs> Three straight touchdowns, uh, 21 to three, the Vikings jump out in the lead. Uh, the Bears storm all the way back, scored 19 unanswered points to go 22 to 21 with about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Kirk Cousins then leads a seven minute with, I believe, six third down conversion uh, touchdown drive and a successful two point conversion to retake the lead 29 22. Uh, the former Viking Amir Merset has the ball stripped away by Cameron Dantzler who is looking every bit worth that pick they took a couple years ago on him. And the Vikings win 29-22 over the division rival. Chicago Bears improved to 4-1, 3-0 in the division. And because of the London loss, the Packers suffered, as you called it, to the New I York Giants. It. Let it be known. Let it be known. It was called uh, the Vikings sit alone on top of the division. Uh, what a wonderful um, game it was, up and down. What were your initial takeaways from such an emotional win for the Vikings? Well, just starting out, it was like, yes, yes, yes. This is exactly what needed to happen. Dalvin Cook was cooking, just feeding him the ball. He was getting those tough runs. Uh, Kirk Cousins for the first three drives was like 100% completion rate. Um, it was beautiful. Obviously, a little bit of momentum swift switched when Darnell Mooney made that insane catch that Justin Fields threw down Which here. Was, was yeah. held by the 14-yard punt by Wright, who's been a, a terrific punter so far this year. But they don't score that touchdown going into half if they don't have a 14-yard punt. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. Exactly. But that's, no, that was great point. Key. And it was just uh, that insane catch that that was that's going to go in like top that you're in. Everyone's going to see that play like a hundred times this week because it was just insane catch. You just had to appreciate. It. I wasn't even mad at that point. I was just like, wow, like, yeah, he, that, that, that was that. <laughs> um, and so obviously we get then it comes 11 point game, but the Vikings get back and get back there with a minute seven, I think was left um, in the second quarter drives. Kirk Cousins drives back down, puts us in field goal range and Joseph misses a field goal. Uh, shocker. The Vikings fans are always nervous when a field goal goes up because yeah. uh, majority of the time it goes against our favor. It doesn't um, matter that he went five for five last week. It's just the emotional damage that is there for kickers. It just never feels like it's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I just got distracted because the Titans just intercepted it in the end zone from the commanders who were on the one yard line. So that was insanity. Um, but all to say, and then we get back down there, miss the field goal. And that those key moments, I say in games, there is just a momentum switch that happens going into halftime. I think there's something to say about being able to capitalize in a big like with points right before half that would have swung that momentum back to the Vikings. But we lost a little of that momentum because we missed that kick. So then we come back out 
slow third quarter. And by they take, slow, they I take mean, that opening drive all the way down and score. Yep. And just rough. That's when the Vikings fans start getting a little bit nervous, a little bit nervous throughout the experience. Um, but obviously there's some things that we can clean up and we've had, we've had close games this season where every game we walk away and we say, Hey, that needs to be a little bit cleaner. And the thing that I love is that I think each week we're building upon those things. And so it's not always the same thing. And I think that we're making like Kirk cousins, that drive at the end that sealed that touchdown, Jay Jett is getting the two point conversion. Like that's the kind of stuff that you pay a QB to be able to do for you. And Kirk cousins did it today. He when the momentum had swung, the Bears had gotten up and Kirk Cousins able to drive down, convert so many third down conversions. And that's one thing that the Vikings can pick. Like, may, like we need to improve not having as many third downs that need to happen on those drives. Um, incredible stat line from that. But um, there was a lot of good things to take away from today. Always remembering that, hey, it's a divisional game. We always want there to be a blowout, but divisional games are tough. Divisional opponents know us better than anyone else. And these games, even with a team like the Bears, who is not expected to have a good season and is not having a great season, uh, they're always going to fight. No, absolutely. And I think it's important, um, you know, to really put in, you know, NFL teams are really not that far in talent. Obviously, the Bears as overall team, not as talented as a Viking, you know, when you go player by player, but overall, they're still professionals and there's going to be moments in the game uh, that do turn the momentum, right? You had the missed field goal uh, before the half, you had the block field goal, you know, those are six points that were left on the, you know, left out on the field. And there was just some really good plays made by the bears at, at critical moments. So the, you know, the Mooney catch right before halftime, but that kind of is aided as we talked about by a 14 yard punt. Um, so, you know, there's little things that, like you said, that could be cleaned up that then you can start stepping on, you know, the, the throat of a team and and really putting them out. But there's a reason why, uh, you know, we mentioned this on a podcast previous that in, in, in week four, uh, in the first four weeks in the NFL season, there was 50 games that had come down to one score. It was a record. And obviously there's been more this Sunday, the Giants game, our game commanders, you know, there's been a few more that have come down to the wire as well. Uh, Browns chargers. And so it's not a bad thing. Like last year, there was the Vikings played in 14, one score games and we're six and eight this year. This will be their third one. They're three and oh. And I mean, obviously that flips the entire season because you're looking at, we could easily be one and four, but we're making the correct plays in the biggest plays at the end of the game to, to bring ourselves to four and one. So you look at a uh, Kirk Cousins stat line, 32 for 41, 296, one touchdown in that interception. Uh, and then on ru- rushing Dalvin Cook hey, had a great hey, day. I just want to say, I called Dalvin Cook having a 100-yard game, six yards short of a 100-yard game today. And we should have fed him a couple times more. There were a couple times in those drives that I'm like, "Why Dalvin Cook is running all over these guys. Why are we not feeding him a teeny bit more? I wish O'Connell would have fed Cook more this game. Yeah, no, I I definitely just uh, agree with you. He was averaging 5.2 yards per carry. Um, and then Justin Jefferson finished with 12 reception, a career high, 154 yards um, and a two point conversion. He also had a uh, Jefferson did a 23 yard completions, a little throwback across the field to, I believe, Alexander Madison. So um, all in all, the two things that really stood out to me from this game was Kirk's poise. And it seems that his command of the offense is just growing and growing. Obviously, he's been changing the plays where I don't I don't ever remember seeing Kirk going up to the line and having in, in Mike Zimmer's 
tenure, the ability to go in and can a play, meaning switching to the, uh, the other play, depending on the look. I don't ever remember him being as vocal, shifting, you know, hard count anywhere near as much that he's doing at the current moment. And then the biggest play of the game to me was that third down scramble that he had when Rokon, uh, I don't think it was Rokon Smith, I'm, I'm the defensive end for uh, the Bears, uh, came off the edge. He was able to step up and around and then uh, skewed up and he was continuing pump fake, pump fake, pump fake, and he was able to get the first down. That's not something we've ever really seen Kirk Cousins do. And so to have that drive in the most important part of the game uh, was just critical. And it just kind of shows you that O'Connell has his team steered in the right direction. Yeah, it was a lot of exciting things to take away. Um, and also just love, uh, obviously, how the game ends um, with Justin Fields getting an opportunity to have a game-winning drive uh, or even just a tie game drive there at the end. Um, he's done it twice this season, so was a little bit nervous giving the ball back to him because even though he's not the greatest of the quarterbacks, he has successfully come back in games. Um, but obviously, Vikings walk away with the strip that was just pretty, pretty, pretty. Yeah, and I mean Cameron Dancer, I, I think he was a third round pick. Let me uh let me look from a couple um couple years ago. And the best part of that is Cameron Dancer like strips it, but then you can like as you're watching his body language, it was like he didn't even realize he'd stripped it, but his hand was on a football and it took him like 0.2 seconds to realize that the football was in his hands. No, it was, yeah, it was really cool. So he was a third round guy um, in that 2020 draft and had an up and down rookie season, showed some promise last year. He kind of got in uh, Zimmer's doghouse in the beginning of the year. Um, he was getting, uh, you know, second team reps. He wasn't a starter. And this year he's starting opposite of Patrick Peterson, which, you know, Patrick Pete isn't in the prime of his career, but he has shown that he still can make big time plays and is doing so. So he, obviously Cameron Dancer is going to get a lot of looks just because of who's opposite side of him. Um, and so him, there was two big plays that Dancer made. Uh, Justin Fields had that long touchdown run that would have put the game in a different sort of position. And, flag or not he he sold it and that's all you can ask for he got the flag uh, the block in the back which then made them settle for a field goal and then obviously the biggest play of the game stripping just the awareness to know all right i got a guy holding him up this is a for sure tackle in bounds i'm gonna go and see if i can make a play and he won the game from former teammate who a lot of Vikings fans were very upset the Vikings let go he was a late cut final day cut a lot of people you know, predicted he'd be like the fourth or fifth receiver. The Vikings instead a trade for Jalen Rager, who gets his first touchdown in purple, and he off to the go. He go. He goes to the Bears, and he helps us win a football game. So thank you, uh, Amir Marset. We appreciate it. Yeah, seriously. Also, if we didn't talk about uh, Kirk Cousins' touchdown um, for on the down on the one yard line but I thought that that was just representative of the perfect like QB sneak because they allowed uh, Kirk Cousins allowed that pinch to happen before mm -hmm. he jammed it in and that was a big difference maker for him because Kirk Cousins real like not the strongest guy not the biggest guy not the fastest guy and so I love the way that the Vikings offensive line set that TD up so that he could sneak right in and then undoubtedly seal that touchdown. So obviously the, the win being very important for the Vikings, jumping to four and one, three and oh in the division, and even more important to pay, uh, off the the effect that the London game had on the Packers. So we talked about this, you know, a couple of weeks ago before they played the Saints, um, that 
trip to London and they decide to leave real late in the week, coming back, playing immediately after bye, which we talked about uh, teams who had not taken their bye following the London game were 0-5. So for them to get the win, they have the matchup with the Dolphins next week, which we'll preview later on the week. Um, and and then their bye follows after that. So they're looking at a situation. The, the Dolphins just got steamrolled by the Jets. They lost, obviously, Tua was out with injury. And then in the first quarter, Teddy uh, falls down injury as well. So they were playing a rookie. I don't even know his name at the current moment. Um, so who knows the health of their team? Obviously, they were the darlings early on in the season. Um, so the Vikings are setting themselves up to, you know, to be 5-1 and one going into their bye and in a first-year coach, Kevin O'Connell's career, you cannot have asked for a better start for the team. No, a great start. Uh, trickling down the teams that are four, that are obviously at the top of the division, four and one. Um, can't I don't want to say the I can't say the exact stat number. I'll have to pull that up. But teams that start out four and one, chance of going to the playoffs is above seventy percent. That's awesome. That's uh, that's music to my ears, man. That's beautiful. <laughs> No, I, I think, uh, and obviously there's a lot that they can, you know, approve upon this game, but I think it just says a lot to the mentality of the team, right? We, we talked about the six and eight last year and one score games and to be three and zero early on in the psyche of the team and the belief, right? There was a, like, an, like when the Vikings got the ball back, I didn't think it was going to be a seven minute drive, but just knowing how O'Connell has a few plays that he hasn't pulled out yet for those late minute drives and how nails Kirk cousin has been. I didn't really have a bunch of worry about them scoring. I was just a little more worried about the defense getting another stop, how the, you know, the rest of the, the previous part of the game had went because a lot of the times last year, Kirk would do his job, take the lead late in the game and the defense would kind of, you know, fall apart. Obviously, we've talked about that before. So I think this is a big step and back to back weeks uh, where the defense had to get a stop because the Lions game, it was a, such a late score by the offense and it wasn't really an opportunity for the Lions offense to go down and get a touchdown. These last two games, the defense had to have stepped up big for us to win. And they did. Obviously, we survived off a double doink, but it was a 61 yard attempt. So the defense did a great job pushing the Saints back. And on this one, just being opportunistic, looking for an opportunity to strip the ball away and doing it at the appropriate time i think just shows to the you know the, the this team having a different vibe and mentality than the last couple of years have had yeah exactly and a fun stat uh that happened today was that the 17 completed passes that kirk had on those first three drives uh the longest completion percentage the longest completion rate of any vikings quarterback ever oh yeah he broke uh Oh, whose record did he break? He was Kramer. Kramer held it for 40 years, throwing 16 right. straight in 79. That's yeah. I mean, you can't ask for a better start. So we take on the Miami Dolphins next week. Do you have any closing thoughts on, on this game? The Vikings jumping out to, to four and one skull baby. Never been four and one with Kirk cousins. Hey, this is the best start of his career. I, again, I think there's going to be a lot of Vikings fans. There is a little bit of, well, why didn't they put the, you know, put the hammer down and kind of, and jet there lag. were moments, jet lag. There was moments that it could happen. There That's was what we're blaming on kept. all week long. It's jet lag. <laughs> just jet lag. <laughs> um, but you just, you just take the wins as they come. Because as this NFL season has proved, I mean, just getting a win is where you need to be. So four and oh. one is four and one, baby. Skull. Let's go. Yeah. The skull chant up here, baby. Let's get it. Let's go. <laughs> All righty. The Vikings four and one. 
They're on a three-game winning streak, and they face the Miami Dolphins in week six. That preview will be coming out on Friday morning. Make sure to check out for it. This has been the His and Hers podcast, Skull Edition, instant reaction. Let's continue to do them when they keep winning. That's what I love to hear. Tell them that later in the week, we'll see you guys.